you know, it's not Karachi, this is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crashing. In the booth with never records. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. Thank you, Never Records. I'm sorry I touched your microphone. <laughs> You are not listening to Never Records on Blue Gold Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 21 of Never Records Radio. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. From the Mississippi to the River Jordan, recorded musicians, poets, historians, Gambian buskers, anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project Never Records. For the past three months I've been playing you a selection of some of the 140 recordings that I made in New Orleans in 2012. But for this episode we're going to take a break and I'm going to share with you a project I've been working on called Tone Pictures, Our Year of Descent. Back at the end of February, my friend Julian Navarro asked me to do a special project for Context New York, an art fair he runs which opens next week. For those of you that know me, you know how I feel about the commercial art world. But Julian caught me at a great time, and I took his challenge to make a work of art that captured the social and political division that we are experiencing this tumultuous year. Let me describe this next recording to you. The name of my project, as I said, is called Tone Pictures, Our Year of Descent. At the birth of recorded sound, some of the first commercially available recordings were called tone pictures. The 1904 Columbia Records catalog reads like a transcendental poem. Evening chimes in the mountains, the forge in the forest, a shriek of shells over Fort Sumter. Tone pictures evolved into a popular category of recordings called descriptive specialties, many of which have been digitized and are available from the Library of Congress's National Jukebox. You can check them out online and they sound amazing. These titles attempt to paint audio portraits of life at the advent of the 20th century. The recordings present a distinct aesthetic experience, like two rubes in a tavern, the passing of a circus parade, and coming home from Coney Isle. Inspired by these ideas, I decided to make an audiovisual poem made up of field recordings that I cut to vinyl. That's the oral part of the project. For the visual, I've been making cyanotypes of the vinyl records, and the resulting prints are mandalas of sorts, my humble attempt to capture the ephemeral echoes of our time. So sit back and enjoy the next 20 minutes of sound as I take you from Amman to the tax march last week in New York. In between these two cities, we will be listening to the heartbeats of my lover, the sound of my tears, a dead language, and the sound of trains at midnight.
live in Long Island City, a tiny municipality at the southern end of Queens. At the end of my street is the elevated 7 train. When I first moved into the neighborhood, the sound was irritating, but now it sounds to me like the ocean. This is what the trains sound like at midnight. that high-pitched drone as the train accelerated? According to my studio mate Jeff, Leonard Bernstein used that sound as inspiration for some of the melodies for the music he wrote for the play West Side Story. Park, I'd be four or five years old. What about it? What are, what are, what are your memories? Central Park, sailing boats, um, going to the museum of natural history, um, living on um, a street where there's a, a Republican club. Uh, well, I guess it was the East 83rd Street. My father is 86 years old and struggling with frontal lobe dementia. Any memory he has since 2005 has been constructed through photographs and stories told to him by family members. He told me in this interview that he is building his own memories based on the books and movies he is reading and watching today. I thought this was a good metaphor from the collective amnesia we all seem to be suffering, where we seem to have forgotten the lessons of the 20th century. I think, uh, I think uh, uh, my father and mother were superintendents of the building, so they were on the first floor, I guess. They were the janitors, the superintendents. <clears throat> Do you remember the boat on the way over to Germany? Uh, um, I haven't... Offhand, no. But I know, I remember it was a boat. But anything particular about the boat, I don't remember. Oh, Hamburg American Line was the, uh, and I think it was called the Hamburg, yeah. There is a ghost army of young men in New York who spend the best years of their lives working long hours and sending all of the money they earn home to their families in Mexico. 
All of the undocumented immigrants that I know are fundamentally good people who have placed the well-being of their families above their own personal happiness. My friend Lorenzo speaks a dead language. It's called Tlapanek, and it's spoken in Guerrero in the northernmost state of Mexico. It's a prehistoric language spoken long before the first settlers came to this country. What you are hearing now is a chord played with three custom tuning forks that I had made based on an analysis of my tears. My dear friend Loretta ran a sample of my tears through a gas chromatograph spectrometer. The data showed three peaks on a graph which represented the chemical makeup of my grief. My friend Brian House applied the ratio of these tears to a C scale and this is the result, the sound of sorrow. Getting married in June to my beautiful fiancé, Rose. Preparing for the wedding is such an expectant time, filled with hope and love, and all the stresses that go along with planning and the process. I bought a fetal heart monitor and recorded her heartbeats. The name of this track is The Heartbeats of My Lover on the Eve of Our Marriage. I call them. Uh, 
this past week, there was a big tax march that started in Bryant Park in New York City. It's the afternoon of April 15th, and I took a couple hours off work to go up and attend. A large mission of the march was to get Donald Trump to reveal his taxes. But larger than that, the idea was that people were protesting the lack of transparency in government, transparency and accountability. Taxes, you shady dude. Thanks a lot. Hi, guys. It's so nice to be here. Thank you all for coming out. Um, if you don't recognize me, it's because everyone they asked to speak who you do recognize was afraid of getting audited. I have good news, though. I'm so excited. This just, I just got, it's crazy. I actually just got a couple pages of. Trump's tax returns. <laughs> so you can all go back to sleep. Um, that's a joke. Trump's returns are in Russian. These are actually... That he will get for people like me, especially marginalized communities, including women, the disability community, people of color, the economically disenfranchised, and the LGBT community before big corporations, before the military-industrial complex, before billionaires and millionaires. So I ask you today to keep up the pressure and stay in the resistance. Thank you. Woo, give it up for Mia! Woo! All right. And brothers, we must not allow Donald Trump this track before, but it's such a beautiful and important recording to me that it's a fitting one to end this sonic poem. My friends and I stood at the center of Amman, Jordan, at the evening call to prayer 
emanating from over 20 mosques in the seven hills that surround the city. For all of the current administration's fears about Islam, in the end, like all religions, it's about the love of God. And many people believe that God represents love itself. listening to Never Records. Thanks for joining me this week for my little experiment. You've just been listening to a sonic poem called Tone Pictures, Our Year of Descent, which included field recordings entitled The Sound of Trains at Midnight, My Father with Dementia Trying to Remember, My Friend the Undocumented Immigrant Speaks a Dead Language, A Chord Made from the Tears of the Artist, The Heartbeats of My Lover on the Eve of Our Marriage, the tax march, April 15, 2017, and the evening call to prayer heard from the Citadel at the center of Amman. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. Next week, we'll travel back to the city of New Orleans, where I made over 140 recordings in the fall of 2012. For more information about Never Records, please visit neverrecords.net. As always, I'd like to offer a heartfelt thanks to the people and performers that make Never Records possible. A special thanks goes to Scott Morfitt and Carrie Salinas at Blue Gold Radio for helping me put the show together and to the UW Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records. <laughs>